Mediated Conversation on SAFM. Good morning. Time for your Mediated Conversation this Thursday morning. From time to time, you'll hear certain words which have interesting stories, words of which their meaning has changed. There's so many examples of this. When I was young, the word snap used to mean something was the same or the equivalent to. Now it can almost be uh, 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 it can almost be the equivalent of oh dear or a sign of disappointment. There are many other words famously, and I think I can use this example, the case of the word queer, once used as an insult, now used as a sign of pride and to denote a particular identity. In our history, for years, there have been arguments about phrases like dibulo ubono or the phrase ibono, meaning boer, You'll sometimes still hear a politician referring to the phrase Boer, really meaning a white person, although the expression I think originally came from Afrikaans and meant only a farmer. In our history, there's another word which has a fascinating history. It is the word umlungu. That word generally means a white person, but it can also mean other things. It can mean someone of a high social status. But it hasn't always meant that. Sometimes it's been translated as meaning the white scum of the sea, As you know, white people first came here on ships. So then, what does the history of words tell us about our history? What do they tell us about how our languages are changing? First this morning, you'll hear from Dr. Andiso Mvanyashe, a senior lecturer in languages and literature at Nelson Mandela University. Then you'll hear from Professor Tabo Ditsela, an associate professor of sociolinguistics at the Tswana University of Technology. And then someone who's actually written several books about what's sometimes called Tsotsitao. Lebel, uh, we'll speak to Lebel Motrechwa, excuse me, Lebel Motrechwa, the uh, managing director of Fushizi Advertising. We start then with Dr. Andiswe Mvanyashe. Dr. Mvanyashe, good morning and thank you for your time. Good morning, Steve. What is, the, what is the first reference to the word umlungu? Do we know where and when it was first used? Um, like, I cannot pinpoint the time, but then it was used to refer to white people after they arrived. Because, because um, when they first saw white people, they saw them uh, deposited out by the sea. So I feel like it's the way they describe them, where they come from. People were um, deposited out by the sea. Do we and know? Then, um, Go on. Yes, but then according to the history, the Zulu history, when I checked, uh, trying to check other relevant languages, they, when I saw on Shlongwana's uh, thesis, he wrote that uh, they were first, when Shaka first saw them, because when, they, when he saw them, um, there was an incident whereby um, he they shot a man and then he called them Abelumbi magician. And then later on now, even Zulu people use the word umlung abelung, but we also use that word. And then he doesn't say like literally when did it change from the word to another word because uh, they don't mean the same thing. So yeah, that's how it goes. Mm. Yeah. Do we know if it was used before white people came to South Africa? I believe I like in as a researcher. I believe there was no, like I don't think there was a umlungu. Because if it was, there would be another thing we refer to as. But there's like another person or whatever. But there's none referred to as umlungu, except white person. Yes. Okay. So over time, the meaning of the word has changed. What does it mean now? It doesn't just mean white person. It means something else as well. It means other things. 
Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. First, in the dictionary, it says white uh, person, and secondly, now someone who's ascended. Like when we take it in a connotational point of view, someone who has ascended um, the social ladder, someone who's rich, uh, someone who who's an employer, or someone who's white in complexion, or someone who speaks English fluently. Please. So all of these things are really about a sort of person of a higher social status, which I suppose reflects, in a way, our kind of inequality in South Africa. Yes, the, I, I, yes, it's mostly when it refers to, like when it's referred to as to a black person, but not to, uh, when, when someone says to a black person, it's something else. It's not the same meaning as of a white person. Yes. Um, from time to time, uh, someone, uh, usually a white person, would have got in touch with me and said the word is an insult. Now, now in English, um, if you think of the phrase, you know, the, I use the word the scum of the sea, the white part of the sea, the waves, right? Where, I mean, I don't know if this is the case, but it seems to have come from. In English, um, if you call someone scum, that is an insult, okay? It's not a particularly bad insult, but it is an, is an insult. Um, and I think some people might feel that the word umlungu is an insult or was an insult in the past. Is it an insult to refer to white people in that way? I must say, I've never, I haven't had that sense of the word. No, I cannot say it was an insult. Um, I believe they just describe, because I, I believe in other African languages, when they build a word, they they describe it, even even in other languages, because there were people who commented in this uh, article, they said um, in their languages, maybe it would come from a yolk of an egg, because they associate um, what they see with... Um, and then build a word. So it was a form of describing them mm. that it's the people who came from the sea, were deposited out by the sea. So it, I, I, I feel like it's more of a description than of an insult, but then it depends how someone takes it. But then now, since it had evolved, like if like um, no one had made a research about it, it wouldn't come out, but... They, it's not an insult as such, it's just that how words evolve. And it's no longer meaning that anyway. It, it has evolved. Many people have, like, there are closer people who are called Mlungwazana, Nobelungu. So, and even there's a clan, closer clan called Abelungu clan. So it's, 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 it's no longer the words evolve. My my argument was that words they do evolve, and when they evolve, there's no turning back, and it has evolved in a good way. I don't see a point whereby it and it, and and I, it has to uh, offend anyone. And even in the beginning, I don't believe it was meant to offend anyone. It's just that it was the way they described them, and they were unfamiliar to them. They just met them. There was nothing in. If you are unfamiliar to something, we might have many um, sure. assumptions until you know yes. Thank you very much indeed. Dr. Andiswa Mbanyashe is a senior lecturer in languages and literature at Nelson Mandela University. 17 minutes now to nine. Continue your mediated conversation over the history and the changing meaning of the word Mlungu. Professor Tabo Ditsela is an associate professor of sociolinguistics at the Tuana University of Technology. Professor Ditsela, good morning. Uh, good morning, Stephen, and good morning to your listeners. So a word like this has changed its meaning over time. It's gone from meaning one specific thing, a white person, 
as opposed to growing its meaning to something else, to a richer people or a boss or someone in, I don't know, someone in management, why do words change their meaning like this? Uh, perhaps let's get the terminology right from semantic perspective. Uh, some words like lungu, I wouldn't say they have changed meaning. I would have said, I would, I would say they have extended their meaning because when, when you extend a meaning, it means that in the original conceptualization of the word still applies. But when it's a shift or a change, it means it no longer applies to the original. I just wanted us to get the terminology correct. Now, the word mlungu, um, or in, you know, in Pretoria, they would say lekhoa, which means exactly the same thing. And even the explanation that the doctor has given is the same. Hoa is to spit out. So white people, because they were spat out from the, from the, from the ocean, they're now called lekhoa. Now, to your question, um, you know, language is dynamic. You know, it doesn't, you know, it's not stand still. You know, it moves, it changes with time. So as, as, as society grows and develops, some words, you know, get to be allocated to new meanings on these circumstances. I'll give you one South African example. The word vernacular. If you look at, if you look at world Englishes like Australia, uh, Malaysia, United States, Canada, vernacular really means a, a lower variety of a language. So English in Canada would have a high variety and a low variety. So that low variety is called vernacular. That's how it's used. But in South Africa, I would agree that the meaning has shifted. It has changed. Because in South Africa, when you say speak vernac, you don't mean English. You don't mean Africans. You can only mean an African language, but that is not the the, 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 the original meaning of, of the word. And by the way, even in English, in South African English, there are two varieties. I mean, a good example would be, you know, the late Jamie, Jamie Bartlett, who used to play the character of David Gennaro, uh, you know, on Rhythm, uh, Rhythm City. He used to speak a low variety, a low variety of English, or, you know, language that is, that would be used by first language speakers of English in a colloquial, colloquial sense. So if you like, um, you know, that would be considered so the dial of English, as my friend at UCT, Professor Mystery always calls it. Hmm. Um, so it must happen to other words. It must happen to to so many words in so many languages. They go from a small meaning, meaning you know, they they, they go from denoting one thing to talking about to to a much bigger meaning. Uh, you use the word an extended meaning. Yes, I mean, if you look at the word kitchen, right? Kitchen. Um, I had aunts who used to work, you know, in the, in the 60s, 70s, they used to work in Rambeck as domestic workers. So every time when they left in the 70s, they would say, Rakuri Kitchen. So kitchen in this context that does not mean physical area of a house. It meant going to do domestic work. So you see that with kitchen has now been extended to mean a particular type of job and not necessarily a kitchen. The other word that I can think of, which is quite contemporary, is the word short left. Now, short left, if you use taxis in a village, in a township, you know that when you say to a driver, short left, you mean the, the, the immediate crossing. That's where I'm getting off. Now, in the tourism industry, they've turned this way to mean a short vacation. So if Stephen Hrotes and, and, and his family ordinarily goes far, like places like maybe Turkey, South Korea, but then you go to, you know, you travel from Johannesburg and you go to, let's say, on vacation in Limpopo somewhere, that's a short left. 
because it's something that you do like on a, during a long weekend. You know, it's not a really a proper vacation. So you can see that that, that is the, the extension of I'm getting off here has now been taken to mean going on vacation, you know, albeit for a short number of days. We have so many languages in our society, Professor Dutzella. They must all interface with each other all the time. Um, and languages, you know, with very different roots, if I, if I may say. Um, and so when they interface with each other like this, I mean, it must just be the most incredible, rich collection of terms that you probably don't find such a rich collection in most places, maybe nowhere else. Yes, it's a really, Stephen, it's a good question. That's a byproduct of multilingualism. When people share a common space, you know, they, they, there's a cross transfer from one to the other. Um, you know, where I where I live and work in the in the Tswane area, there are certain terms like a term like stoop. We know what stoop means. It's an African's way. Now it's been extended to mean um, a freeway. So if you say uh, I'm going, I'm getting onto the stoop, you don't really mean the literal stoop. You mean you, you mean you're getting on R8, Mabupane Highway. That's what stoop means. So, you know, that's a beautiful way that has been taken from Africans. Even, even English words do settle as part of extension or changing of meaning. I mean, there's this word called hot wings. Now, if I talk about hot wings, people associate it with chicken, right? A hot, you know, hot chicken. But it does, that's not what it means in other contexts. Hot wings might mean someone who has smelly armpits. So if you don't understand and we say, oh, this one, Ushapagadi hot wings, I really mean stay away from her or him because they don't smell nice, you know. So, so there's, there's a whole history to how, uh, you know, uh, uh, multilingualism influences such decisions that uh, uh, people make. And by the way, the, the key driver of shifts, extensions are the youth, especially male youth. And this is not limited to South Africa. Anywhere you go, I mean, I, I, you know, uh, African American vernacular English is a good example of how young African males, I mean, African American males, have driven you know English to you know these limits that it now has. Um, we find that terms and phrases or words in our society change their meanings quite quickly. They, the speed of this is quite something. I mean, to go from hot wings to smelly armpits is quite a big shift. And yet it happens quite quickly. Yeah, it does. It does. Especially, you know, the advent of technology has also, uh, you know, it's for, for us as linguists, we have to keep up. I mean, I'm just kind of right now trying to analyze the terminology, new terminology that is coined out this new um, genre called mapiano you know um I, you know it's a project that i'm that, that, that i will be engaged in so it's, it's you know there's a term that is, is, is coined today five years later when you check the meaning has shifted it's been extended to other contexts it's inevitable in, in the, the, the society we live in Thank you very much indeed, Professor. Really do appreciate the time. Professor Tabo Dutzel is an Associate Professor of Sociolinguistics at the Tswane University of Technology. In a moment, we'll speak to Lebo Motsehwa, the Managing Director of Fushizi, the advertising agency. Lebo's written several books on the issue of what's often called Tsotsi Ta. Ten minutes to nine. Mediated Conversation on SAFM. Continue your mediated conversation on the history of the word umlungu and what that tells us about language. Lebo Motsehwa is the MD of the Fushizi Advertising Agency. He's written several books on the topic of Tsotsi Tsa. Lebo, good morning. Thanks for your time. 
<laughs> Very good. Thank you. Sure, sure. Um, so, so when you write a book about Tzotzitel, you must find you have to update it quite regularly because our languages are, and the terms that we use change so quickly. Absolutely. In fact, um, I've done three of those. The first two versions were called Stamp Talk, and then the last version was called Township Talk. And actually now I'm busy with the project where I'm trying to understand the latest language. Because, you know, when you look at things like uh, COVID, it also is something new, but it already had a nickname called Covivi. And then if you want to say things like, wait a minute, now you're saying words like stop the bus. The underground gang is the ancestors. Um, young people can also say things like Sibaweli, but yet it's actually an abbreviation SBWL, meaning uh, we miss certain things. Words like flex, a new ones, bekele beke, tango, um, a sugar date is now called a blesser. Um, if you are brave, they say you must dollar what you must. Money used to be called new good or, or held during the times of Zotital. Now it's called Madalas, eh, eh, no, eh, Mandelas. You know, so it all changes. You just need to keep up with it. Um, I mean, when you refer to, to ancestors, I mean, it's quite a phrase that you used there. When some people Underground consider, gang. Yeah, when, <laughs> I didn't want to be the one to say it. When some people find that as insulting? I don't think so. I think uh, what we know, especially in black popular culture, is that um, language is very fluent and that every generation wants to be different from the previous one. So they, they always find new ways of, 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 of expressing themselves, you know. Um, so we all tend to accept that. Yes, you know that they'll always push uh, the envelope. I mean, in advertising, for example, there's been times where brands have taken a risk and they've had to retract some of the things they put out there like if you do remember there was a bank that um, had to apologize for a controversial twitter poll asking social media users to define the word black tax you know and then there was another brand just recently um that uh, was taken to task when where, where people were like we don't think we like the phrase um that you are using in your adverts with mm-hmm. when they said uh, we are our ancestors wildest dream you know so you 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 you, you it, it, it's the only way you can actually uh, do a temperature check as to where the society is by putting out certain words out there or phrases out there and challenge them and only then would you know whether or not that phrase is actually acceptable or not i mean the issue is also people advertisers want to be edgy you want to sound current you want to how do I put this? Speak the same language as the youth, right? And the people making the decisions, uh, you know, uh, uh, aren't always uh, youthful. So the, the scope to make a mistake is huge. Yeah, well, not just youthful. You know, sometimes you can have, uh, you can say you have a, a good black creative or a, black, mm. a, a, a good a black emerging mm. market manager as a, as, as, as a client. But mm. where, where the challenge is, is we have different shades of black. For all I know, the black person that you have there working for you grew up in Bryanston with all mm. due respect. And you find that they don't actually have the context of certain things that happen either in a rural area or a township area. You know, so therefore you think, you know, just because this person is black, I'm, 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 I'm expecting them to voice out certain things when they see problems. If you remember, like two years ago, there was that whole clicks advert um you know mm. with that uh brand uh where where, where it pictures about the uh, hair. african hair mm. yes you remember that you know and yet 
you know, you like, but you thought there were black people in, in, in these organizations. I think also other places to stay away from is obviously gender and, 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 and stereotyping. And coming back to the issue of language as well is phrases or accents, playing on people's accents, on things like haibo, tokolo, shi, muti, eish. You know, those kind of phrases are the phrases that actually uh, can get someone's back up, especially if it's a brand or an organization. Um, because, you know, cultural behavior must be nuances. I suppose what you're saying is that a bank can't do what Nando's can do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but also there is, um, you know, brands like Nando's conduct a lot of research. Um, they always do temperature check in terms of uh, their, 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 their campaigns. Um, and, 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 you know, in advertising, you are allowed actually to do a, 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 a pretest in terms of your campaign and just to check whether or not is this going to be controversial or not. Um, and, and I think that's very important because we tend to think, especially most agencies or people who make decisions are, are usually either, uh, uh, based in Cape Town or Joburg, and then we tend to think that Joburg is, is South Africa, and it's not South Africa. You know, they're def- it, we, we, we have different cultures in this country. We have different tastes in terms of some of the communication. I mean, you, you've you been talking about Umlu Ngulukua. There's a campaign we did for one of our clients. We use that actual phrase. We said Ngamla, because uh, Umlu in, in Township Lingo is Ngamla, and we had a black person. On, on that on, 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 on that advert and what the advert basically was saying was that uh, we are growing black economic participation you know you, you, you had to get it if you remember your sister station um, Metro FM with that uh, big advert uh, what makes you black mm-hmm. you know um, it's things like that that we need to be doing in terms of advertising because that talks of the fact that you actually know what's happening uh, or what's potting on the ground and you also know in terms of people's aspiration and also you uh, uh, what, what what the likes of Nando's uh, have also done and like Chicken Lake now who's, who, who seems to have joined uh, the, the, the bandwagon is always uh, creating um, topical brands or topical uh, uh, communication in terms of uh, making the society or people in South Africa to interrogate exactly where they at in terms of um, a, a, a integrated um, community. Oh, Lebo, sharp, sharp. Thanks very much indeed. Really appreciate it. Lebo Mochehwa is the MD of Fushizi, also written several books, as you can hear, around Tsotsitsal. My thanks also to Professor Tabo Ditsele, the Associate Professor of Sociolinguistics at the Tony University of Technology, and starting us off today, Dr. Andiswa, Mvani- Dr. Andiswa Mvanyashe, Senior Lecturer in Languages and Literature at Nelson Mandela University. One of those mediators that you come away from thinking, I learned a lot from that. All right, uh, we will see you tomorrow, Friday, tomorrow it has been a busy show Uh, just a a, a final note to say very concerned about what's happening in the Joburg CBD looks like that number of people who've died in that uh, building fire is just going up and up and up there'll be updates for you in the news bulletins and in in, in all the shows as well from Mdu Stanza from Zelma myself look after yourself you with SAFM leading the conversation it's nine o'clock